for the crossover. Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. Embrace yourself for a little pop culture content today because episode 201, new debut, new era of the podcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about WrestleMania for the first time ever. We're going to be doing a little bit of the wrestling on the Crossover Podcast. Joining me today is, well, you know what? I can't pronounce his last name, so I just call him Mac. How's it going, Mac? Good, man. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Good to have you on, making your debut on this podcast Really good to have you. Uh, biggest wrestling fan I know is you. <laughs> and you were recently at a uh, local event that they did uh, at the Odd in Kitchener, were you not? Yeah, man, I was. It was great. Uh, why don't you go go ahead and tell us about your experience there and some of the matches and what went down and your overall love for Finn Balor's body. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, so I got there, and I was very pleasantly surprised because the seats were a lot closer than I thought. Like, it was like row I or something. It was like 10 rows of chairs back. But, like, I've never been that close. So, like, when everyone sat down, like, as soon as the wrestlers came out, we were all just like, holy shit, like, they're right there, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, whenever I shout, they'll actually hear it. <laughs> oh, totally. And you can hear them. Like, I remember hearing hearing Seamus work the crowd and, and Mickey James, like, when she was getting put in the lock, being like, ah! And like hearing her actual voice, you know, it, it was cool because I didn't really have that. Um, but there's a couple logistics things here that I'll just quick mention. Other shows, I was on the stairs, and one of the really good ones was when I was like the closest to the stairs because then you have like an unobstructed view. And if someone's like in a like I, when I went to the NXT Takeover, which is the sh- uh, wrestling show. The latest one I went to before this, that was like 2015 or 16. That was at but, the ACC, though, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so much bigger venue than the than the auditorium. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, that that style of seat though gives you that view. Granted, it's a little farther back, so a bit of a trade off. Um, and th- so that with the sitting with the sitting down, there's a little bit of that to it, and that when people go down for pins, you usually can't see it. Like, unless you're, like, the first one, two, the second or third rows. But, anyway, it was still really good. It's still really close. Um, they did not have a Jumbotron. And no, when, no, the odd doesn't have a have a Jumbotron. Or, or Well, actually, they have one above the... Don't they have one above the... Like, when I, have you ever been there for a Rangers game? Uh, not in a while, but they did have it there above. They just weren't they using go, it? Well, they would only be used when the, uh, they were coming up and down the ramps and shit. Oh, uh. Probably too Not, expensive for them to keep cameras on for a house show. I would say I, at the uh, at the odd. Yeah, I think they only staffed one guy, and that's where he was. There wasn't the guys in the corners, and it wasn't cutting around to the different feeds like they did at the takeover, which was good because then if there's a a spot or something behind the ring and you can't see it from your angle, you just glance up and you see what's going on. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Uh, who are you particularly excited to see? Okay, it was a great show all in all. I was excited to see Strowman. <laughs> I was because I just oh, want to see. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk about the main event in a second. Um, I was excited to see Balor, um, and the cruiserweights. 
you know, they just put on a hell of a show. I don't know why they're not getting uh, more press. I don't know. It's just the weird thing of them always. I don't know. The weird thing of always keeping them separate on the regular shows, like when they come out and they put like the purple tape around the rings and stuff, it really separates that. It's just like, hey, these guys are separate from everything else going on. And I don't know if that's helping those guys or not, but. See, at first I liked it because it's like, okay, they're getting sort of a, you know, this is sort of like a, a more legitimate sport where you have weight classes and you have these guys getting their own recognition. But then the water started getting muddy when you're like, well, wait a minute. Daniel Bryan, well, actually, sorry, he's billed at like 225 or something. But I, I think they bill, they, they bill Finn Balor at like 205. He's not on the show. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really strange, but like I, I guess it's good to give some of those like smaller looking guys at least somewhat of a rub. But it it, it, it does seem to separate for like they're like these guys will never be the champ, the, like the like the, <laughs> the heavyweight champion or whatever. But this guy can because he's got a really cool entrance and stuff like yeah. that. Right? Yeah, it is weird. It's kind of like how like if Brian came in now, maybe he would be stuck there and they'd be like, oh shit. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> But um, at first, like when it was the tournament and stuff, that was really cool because this was like, here's wrestling for the type of wrestling fan that wants to see badass, flashy moves for a half an hour long match. You know, talks about things like work rates, probably, you know, you want to see that acrobatic, awesome display. And there were those matches there. So originally, like the idea sounded just like just so cool. And I think if it was if it was promoted a bit differently or just or if these guys are just folded into the roster and they had that that tournament you know what i mean yeah because because then like unofficially everyone knows like yeah um grand metallic is never going to get the heavyweight championship or something like this but they can win their own you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and they can still just put on like just tremendous flippy matches that people are like oh cool <laughs> right and stuff like that. Yeah. like moves like like god love braun Strowman because he is awesome but you're not seeing him you know come off the top rope with like a flying twisty move or something right like it's just not, that's just good yeah it's just not possible right no <laughs> people it, totally themselves. although uh, I'll, i will say about him though when he does that big running power slam and jumps and rolls into it it's really impressive because that is oh, yeah. a lot of dude doing that oh yeah it reminds me of the old and, and you're a big trailer park boys fan up here it reminds me of like uh that one episode when bubbles is doing the green bastard and he just goes oh fucking devastated him right like that's, that's, <laughs> that's just with that every time braun does that move i'm just like oh it it reminds me of, of bubbles saying that as the green bastard for some reason i oh. don't know why but that's that's, <laughs> that's where my stupid brain goes with it so uh, without further ado, why don't we talk about what's going to happen or potentially going to happen at the WrestleMania, and I have it written down in some sort of fashion that will keep us flowing towards what I think will be the, the main event. So, uh, funny thing is, I don't know if you know this, Mac, but you can actually place bets online on some offshore accounts as to who are going to win these some of these matches. Which I think, as a gambler, I, like I'm obviously going to bring up the the odds on this podcast because God, we love gambling on this podcast. But <laughs> it is so weird to me that you can do this. Now, I imagine it's a lot like when we when the Super Bowl come comes to town and you have those silly bets like how long the anthem's going to be or like is Pink going to wear pink for the you know when she performs the anthem, et cetera, et cetera. Where 
yeah, they exist, but you can't bet like a million dollars on <laughs> on this thing because you know you might know Pink personally and be like, hey, Pink, you know, like make sure you keep the anthem short, right? <laughs> and then like bet a million dollars. So I imagine there's I imagine there's limits on these, but I will be <laughs> visiting these limits or I will be bringing up these odds throughout the podcast. So the first match. Let's start with the pre-show. The first match on the pre-show card, according to the good people of Wikipedia, uh-huh. is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. And here are the participants that we know will be in the match so far. And obviously, as always, cards subject to change with, uh-huh. with WWE. But here we go. Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson, Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, Ty Dillinger, uh, Broken Matt Hardy. Uh, yes. Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Goldust, still kicking after all these years. Heath, he, Heath Slater, Rhino, Goldust. Goldust was at the friggin' house show, man. Was he? Oh, God, what did he do? That was crazy. He beat up uh, Kurt Hawkins. Well, they had a match. Yeah. And it was basically like, let's just get a guy people don't like so Goldust can beat him up. And, and then yeah, the like, crowd can pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and it was a cool nostalgia pop, and I can be like, holy shit, I did not think I was going to see Gold Dust. Like, cross that one off. <laughs> that's, that's pretty freaking awesome. And the final <laughs> member is Primo Cologne. Of the, those are the guys that we know are in, but here's the funny thing. Uh, Five Dimes has all these odds, and you can find these odds on Oddshark. Five Dimes is an offshore account you can bet online. Right now, Elias is minus 140 to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. You know what? That's not terribly surprising. And and these odds got to be from people who know the business and know who's got the momentum. Yeah, it it just some of the names on these on the on the list though, because like it it doesn't get like it gets a little bit freakier there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who was actually actually announced as plus four hundred, big Cass plus four hundred to potentially make his return coming off the torn ACL. And, really? and, and win the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That's this. I'm I'm just reading what I see on 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 the good from the good people at Five Dimes. Samoa Joe also plus four hundred to return from injury and win. Kane not on the on the card either is plus huh. six hundred, and uh, those are the only ones that of guys that are not announced. Uh, Matt Hardy's plus twelve hundred, which is strange to me because like, let's just say for me with this match. I mean, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal hasn't gone as well for people's careers as I think they're kind of hoping because the who, like the past two uh, winners have been like Mojo Raleigh won last year and and he, it has not transcended his career whatsoever. It, it no impact. Yeah, and same for Baron Corbin. Like it, it, it kind of helped Baron Corbin two years ago when he won because he did like he did have a little run on SmackDown there, but uh, I can't imagine. But obviously, it it, it stopped after his he lost that money in the bank cash in to, to, to Jinder Mahal. <laughs> that was, a, that was a burial. Unlike we have not seen in a long time when that happened straight down right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he has not, yeah, he has not been, been seen on, on good parts of the card, but like, I don't know if, if this isn't going to like, let's, let's just pretend like Elias. Cause I don't want Elias to be in the Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royale, quite frankly, cause the guy's way too fucking over <laughs> to be in this match. That's but, a good point. We don't want him to have this curse of, you know, winning and fizzling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, you know, there might be another spot for Elias on the card. And also, Elias doesn't even necessarily have to do a match on this card. He could just do the, like, the celebrity segment where he does his thing, where he comes out there in his, like, shawl and has his man <laughs> run and just, like, works the crowd. 
and he gets, you know, he just works the crowd for like three minutes doing his Elias thing, which is just so fucking awesome, and then have like, I don't know, The Rock come out and hit him with a rock bottom or something like that, right? Like, just something, yeah. something else you can do to keep his, his heat going. Um, I don't know. Just give it to Matt Hardy would, would, would be me. Like, if this is not going to... If, if the Andre the Giant Battle Royale is not actually going to transcend someone's career or put him in a position to move forward, just give it to Matt Hardy, who's an over-mid-level guy like low to mid level. Oh, guy, I, right. I, I think Hardy is like he's, in my opinion, he's he's better than that. He's got a pretty locked in, uh, like main like main card stuff with just because it was it was so popular. You know what I mean? Like the whole shtick. And I, I'm hoping that that he keeps on with this momentum and they use him to elevate Wyatt. Like I don't think he needs this i am running with the assumption that they're giving this to someone that needs it they should give it to somebody where it can help them like and even if it's something that they just don't care about at least it gets this guy's name mentioned you know matt hardy doesn't need that uh bray wyatt i mean it's uh, he should stay on the main card but just you know not always lose um a guy like cesaro was that was good that was the first ever winner but that was like, hey, you should take this guy seriously. You know, this guy's a specimen. And then when Mojo Raleigh went, I was like, cool. Because you know Mojo Raleigh's history. He used to be, uh, he was an NFL player. And he was known for being strong as fuck. So a guy like that, you think, like, he's a shoo-in for the WWE. And he wins a tournament. You're like, okay, people should take him seriously. And that's that's what I want to see. Yeah, if they throw it away, that's cool. But you know what? I don't even necessarily care who they give it to. Just don't, don't throw it away. And for fuck's sakes, don't have Shaq in it. I don't dislike Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, yeah, uh-huh. that's good. And Rob Gronkowski was in it last year too, wasn't he? You know oh what, yeah, you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> oh man, like those are actually Gronk makes maybe a little bit more sense because he's probably legitimate friends with some of the guys who were football players. And he could probably actually wrestle if he tried. I, I'm not sure if Shaq could. But, hey, no respect to Shaq. I love Shaq, but I, this is not the place for him. <laughs> no. And Shaq is older now, and when he did it, it, he was moving really slowly and stuff like that, right? So it's just it wasn't a good look for Shaq. You're absolutely right on that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there probably will be some sort of celebrity that shows up in this or something, too. But uh, So, official prediction. Who goes over? Oh, okay. My prediction. <laughs> Since Elias has the crowd behind him, I'm I'm gonna roll with that. Like if I have to bet, that's who I would bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who I would want. I would want this because here's someone. You know, there was this interview with Cedric. You know, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. And it was really cool because he was saying that like, and he has he had this awesome point saying the tag team that where they put all the black dudes together. You have one guy uh, who's a phenomenal athlete and. Uh, Kofi Kingston, you have Xavier Woods, who's very intelligent. You have Big E, who's this large, threatening man. Just thick, I, just a thick dude, Big E. Like, yeah, mm. like he's he'd be the guy who I think WWE would go gaga after because he's just just a powerhouse. And if this is supposed to be the thing that gets these powerhouse guys, these specimen guys, the attention they deserve, I'd love to see Big E clean house one year. This could really get, throw him that bone get him taken serious as uh you know as even not necessarily as a singles guy but it'd be good for the new day would get them maybe in the title scene 
They should be at least in a title scene, or someone there should be in a title scene. They're too good otherwise. You They're know, too good. You want to know what I think is holding Big E back? And this is just me. I, I think the one thing that holds him back is his finisher really sucks. I don't really like the finisher like either. His, his finisher just looks like two people falling down together. Like it, it doesn't yeah. actually look like he's and and he's a big dude who could like have like a really like devastating power bomby type move. So I don't know that that's that's one thing that I would I would make. That's the only thing that sucks about Big E though, and I love him in the New Day. Dude, I came up with this whole plan of how Mark Henry should mentor him because they were both like powerlifting champs and shit, and then he should like inherit the world's strongest slam. Yeah, why? Uh, yeah, like have Mark, like maybe if he broke off and goes single, have Mark Henry like be his, uh, be uh, be be his mouthpiece or something like that, or and like, like, like his mentor, because then he could come out to the ring in those like nice pastel suits that he always wear that he used to wear, but as a manager, eh, I, something to think of, something to think about. We'll we'll, my, we'll we'll try not to completely fantasy book on this podcast, but all right, <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is a lot. I I, I could get behind that one. <laughs> all right, so you're picking Elias to go over. I'm I'm gonna go say if Elias isn't in this match, like just of the guys that like I agree with you. I guess Elias should go over. Although I don't, I hope that the the Andre the Giant Battle Royale does not become an anchor that someone has to wear around the neck. I'm just gonna pick <laughs> for Matt Hardy because if if it's not gonna ascend people, then give it to like the best, give it to the most over like mid card guy. I guess. Uh, next up, we have the fabulous Moolah Battle Royale. Wait, check that. The Casey, <laughs> An- the Casey Anthony. But ba- no, check that. The Lizzie Borden Battle Royale. No, sorry. All right. Anyway, the Women's Battle Royale. It should have been called the Heidi Fleiss Battle Royale. <laughs> well played, Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Fleiss. <laughs> oh God, that's an old school. Uh, if you get that Fresh Prince reference, then then you should definitely be listening to this podcast, and we should be best friends. Um, I, I mean, this women's battle Royal, I mean, it's pretty telegraphed, right? Like this, this seems, and, and the odds that I'm getting on five dimes reflect that as well. Is it really seems like this should come down to Sasha versus Bailey, right? Uh, like it's the only, it's the only female storyline they've got going that like, other than the title matches, which, which we'll get to later. Is it not? I, I guess it. The, the thing is, though, there is a dearth, you know what I mean, in just the whole amount of things going on. There should be more. Like you said, that's really the only thing. This could break up a faction. You know what I mean? This could. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like they, oh, they could still do that. Yeah, like they, like the factions could fight, and then and then that leads to something down the line. That like like on monday like absolution or whatever they they all fight each other and then on monday they're like well what the hell was that crap right exactly you know then you know one betrays another and then and something i just want to shake up you know what i mean yeah well here here are the official participants sasha banks becky lynch Liv morgan naomi natalia ruby riot sarah logan bailey lana mandy rose sonia deville mickey james and miss money in the bank carmella who is in this match for reasons not understood by me because she's because <laughs> well because she's not gonna win it and then she's just gonna look weak again right because she's she's done this thing on smackdown like three times yeah. where she's tried to cash in her money in the bank and then it doesn't you know it like it, it never officially happen happens and then i don't know it, it makes it's not helping her is is what i'll say is to constantly have these these not yeah. having things like it's just it's 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 not helping her but it's like to me she when she cashes in she has to go over like it can't be the loss specifically because also she's the first female money in the bank winner right so that'd be kind of dumb to have her not win 
Blah, that's a fucking that. You know what? That alone, I didn't think of this. I don't like the fact that she's the first female Money in the Bank like holder. Should that not have been to Becky Lynch or Sarah Logan or or, or friggin' Natalia, who's been a workhorse for a long time? Because she doesn't deserve it. She's only been there forever. Well, she was white hot though at the time. Like she had so much heat. Because remember, she she had the James Ellsworth right as her like as her complete heater, and she was just over as as far as being uh, one of the female heels on SmackDown. So I, I don't blame them. It's just they haven't done anything with it. And like, let me ask you this, and we'll get to the odds of the women's battle royal in a second, but. Um, you know, a, a, like, what are the kayfabe rules on her Money in the Bank match? Uh, on our, sorry, on her Money in the Bank. Like, does she have to cash it in on the SmackDown champion? Is that? I. Yeah, yeah. As far as I knew, that yeah. was like everything was divided that way. Now. Yeah. You know, d- don't quote me on it, but I don't think it's wrestling, are... right? Yeah. Like you can make like it, wrestling is a lot like. When comic book characters, you know, because this is the crossover podcast, it's a lot like when comic book characters die in the comic books, and then it's just like, how do we bring them back? I don't know, just make up some crap, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm try- I tried to find that out real quick here, and it's not immediately obvious. Hmm. So there's one of each, and okay, maybe maybe it's not the SmackDown show then. I, you know what? The money one, or sorry, the men's one talks about a wwe championship match contract mm-hmm. so that's not that's not the universal that's the big gold belt yeah so there's no so this only applies to that wouldn't that be too it'd, be, it'd probably be too much if they just applied it to like any you know either of the big belts <laughs> yeah because like this this would be the swerve for me if you would if you would allow me a a, a quick fantasy booking here but uh <laughs> just, just like like this like this to me i think would be would be fun storytelling like you've got alexa versus uh my baby mama nia Jax later on in the match right like <laughs> and the story they've told is just like Naya or Alexa is is and Mickey are doing the the mean girls thing where they're just like the girls at the at the friggin lunchroom table making fun of the bigger girl at uh, you know in high school. That's the story they're telling. So what if they what if Nia Jax just goes out there and is like, listen, I don't give a shit about winning this title. All I care about is getting my hands on this like tiny blonde girl who you know embarrassed and humiliated me on national television, and she just goes out there squashes Alexa and they do that they do that old school thing where the ref's like you know you know cut it out Naya you're gonna get disqualified she's like I don't give a shit and just like keeps beating her up and then gets disqualified and then Alexa Bliss is just like laying in the ring unconscious because she's been beaten to hell by Nia Jax and then Carmella comes out and cashes in on her and then now she's just on Raw like I don't know like I don't know what the kayfabe rules are but that'd be a fun swerve for me if they if they did that but again that's just fantasy booking I would be totally cool with that because Naya, to me, needs a, a great moment to make her look like more of a monster. Well, she hasn't beaten named opponents, really. If you Like, since she's gotten to the main roster, she doesn't really beat... Like, she's had great matches against Asuka, but she always, where she looks strong, but she ends up, you know, ultimately losing because they needed to keep that Asuka streak going. So, if they give her, uh, like, a... Like, I, I don't know. And we'll talk about this match a little bit later, but uh, giving Naya, like, a squash match against Alexa where she wins the title... I guess is good for her going forward, but she doesn't need a title. She needs yeah, that exactly. moment and that heat and that craziness. Like remember Brock Lesnar came out and he's like, 
he just powerbombed Spike Dudley three times. Yeah. Spike Dudley is dead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and his feud with Angle and the, and the insane physical feats and shit. Like, you, you need you need something that's over the top but sort of tongue in cheek. Where Nia comes out and sort of shot, you know, really puts the fear into them. And then they got to change her fucking song so she sounds fearsome when she yeah, comes out. Yeah, God, that interest theme. She needs a new interest theme so bad. <laughs> it, 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 it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fitting with, with her at all. Because you know what I would have done? And then, again, this is me fantasy booking again. I would have kept, like... Because in, in in wrestling, you know how... Like, they, they recycle plot lines all the time, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, would have yeah. used, like... And since like three lady factions are all the rage these days, I, I like I would have kept Naya with Alexa and uh, Mickey James and just redid the evolution plot line like beat for beat, Mac. Like, <laughs> like Mickey, Mickey's in the Ric Flair role, uh, Naya's in the uh, Batista Batista role, and then Alexa's the Triple H role. Who Alexa keeps winning, but she keeps winning and getting heat because. Mickey and Nia are cheating for her, and then, you know, you tell the year-long story of, like, Nia Jax keeps getting, you know, she she keeps getting momentum with the fans and whatnot, and then next year's, Roy- like, Women's Royal Rumble, because I assume they're going to do another one, Nia wins that, and then they have the big moment where it's like, Alexa's like, you're going to go over, you're going to beat Asuka, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be the first one to beat Asuka's streak on SmackDown, it's going to be great, and then, uh, you know... She does the Batista thumbs down, and she's like, no, Alexa, I'm coming for your title. And the crowd would go fucking insane if, if they just honestly just redid that beat for beat. But again, that's me just fantasy booking in my head again. Well, yeah. it would have been good, and it yeah. would be possible if they hadn't saddled her with this, like, I'm not like most girls give me. Because it's kind of, to me, that's like even patronizing to the bigger woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you remember in the in the Mae Young Classic where there was that chick, uh, Piper, was she, what the hell was her name? Piper Niven? Yeah. I think so. And she was uh, she was a big one. She was like, "Yeah, like this is my thing," and they didn't make such a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. You you want you want this to be as common as a, as the husky dudes. Don't make such a big fucking deal of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but like I, I it, it works for this because or with Naya because she's. Man, is she attractive? Good lord! Oh, <laughs> oh she she's not a bad looking girl, you know, and mm, not they just at all. they just have to make her. Uh, are, well, maybe I'm talking in circles here, but I just I just still don't like the whole. Oh, look at this one! She's different. She doesn't take shit. She's not a girly girl because mm. they're not called divas anymore. Yeah, that's not the bill they're supposed to fit already. Yeah, great. Point. How is she so different? Yeah. <laughs> Women's Battle Royal, Sasha Banks. We kind of trailed off there. Uh, Women's Battle Battle Royal, Sasha Banks. Is, her odds are one plus one fifty five. Becky Lynch is plus one seventy five, and Bailey is plus three hundred. I still think this comes down to Sasha versus Bailey, and I feel like uh, Sasha Banks is going over. Who do you think's going over in uh, the Women's Battle Royal? Mm, that's that's kind of a tough one because lo- logic dictates that it will be those two. Bailey's been hit and miss, you know what I mean? She's been kind of hard to predict. Um, I don't know if they just flip a coin sometimes in the women's division. Because <laughs> some of the momentum, like... Well, they were definitely doing that back during the, the Charlotte Flair-Sasha Banks feud, right? Where it was just like, all right, who's winning today? Ding! Right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> or, or like or- Orton and, and Cena will just trade some titles around, oh, you know? God. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was a dark time for wrestling. <laughs> You know what? I I'm gonna say Sasha, but that's that's optimistic because 
you know, I like them both, but it would be, you know, that's like throwing the ball in, in that direction. Let Sasha roll, you know, yeah. care. Uh, I think you're right. Um, last match of the pre-show. I don't think we'll need to spend too much time on this. I'm just going to see if there are odds on this one. And there are not. But the last match is the fi- tournament final for the Cruiserweight Championship that was unceremoniously vacated by Enzo Amore. Uh, <laughs> Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, you just have Cedric Alexander go over and let him see if he can carry 205 live. Do you not? You know, I I really like them both. But one of the reasons I like Cedric so much is because he's like I, when I got into ROH for a little bit, he was a deal in that. And I thought he was getting gypped by richards and edwards because i really i really dislike richards and i don't dislike edwards but the fact that they made that tag team just seem like fucking god meanwhile cedric and his partner uh caprice coleman were like out working it was like oh but these guys can do a a fake shoot kick in an arm bar therefore everyone just has to kiss their ass and they get the title so (laughs) i will (laughs) uh and mustafa is great too but cedric's more of a total package he's got the look he's got more holds and he's more dean malenko ish you know what i mean he's got that finisher that to this day i still don't know how how wrestlers don't hurt themselves doing that move i'm just like ah like (laughs) like that's one of those moves where i'm just like how (laughs) just like fucking knees to the back man that's devastating thick uh thick shin pads i guess (laughs) must be i don't know but yeah i i just i think set like this is i think is gonna be like a pretty damn good pre-show match but they'll uh it'll it'll be a nice flippy pre-show match and then I, I just I think he Cedric Alexander goes over. It seems like the smartest move to me. Definitely. All right, the tag team championships. We'll start with the SmackDown tag team championships. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay and Jimmy, will be defending against the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. Boy, do the Bludgeon Brothers fucking suck! <laughs> like I, I don't know. I I don't really like them that much because it's kind of that same deal as like, hey, they look like. Uh mountain people i don't know they carry hammers so no, you, you know kick- what you know what they look like they look like the hammer brothers would look like in the shitty bob hoskins live action mario brothers movie <laughs> that's what they would look like like you can see those two guys standing next to dennis hopper in that shitty movie right like that is like, but they, they'd have to have a really shitty like that goomba turtle head looking effect yeah but like they've already got that with those awful costumes like i don't know they like those really bad, like, I don't know, because they've got professional dudes that make up the costumes for these things, and I know some cosplayers at that would, you know, laugh at them for what the, what those guys go out there in. It's pretty laughable. They needed a reinvention. They didn't really get it. Man. I saw uh, Harper when he was uh, the big rig Brody Lee in Chikara. Oh. And he's great. He's not bad at all. No, like, neither Herper nor Rowan are bad. Like, the thing that, like, holds Rowan back is he gets hurt at inopportune times, unfortunately. But Harper had a lot of heat when, when they were broken up with the... When the Wyatt family was bre- uh, breaking up, but then they just didn't have anything to do with them afterwards. Well, they, if they called them the Bludgeon Brothers and they were, like, the thing was, like, you know, we don't need you, Bray. We're our own family. You let us astray. We don't need a leader. Like, that's all I think they needed. I don't think they they had to be as sort of hillbilly psycho and over the top as they are. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think the new day will win, but that's who I want to win. They had their tag team reign. The Usos of getting a lot of, uh, you know, they've had momentum. They do that Uso penitentiary thing, which I'm kind of ho-hum on, but in the ring, they've been a pretty solid workhorse. So, you know, I'm not terribly upset and I think they will win. 
Yeah, I yeah. So I I think the Usos retain as well. So uh, we're both picking the Usos to go over. Um, shout out to the New Day. I love whenever they do the. Uh, I, I love it whenever they wear the pink and blue getups. And I've tried to make that for several years now. I've tried to make the pink and and like the hot pink and the and the baby <laughs> the baby blue. I've tr- I've tried to talk like my softball teams in for like three years to going with that color scheme. So <laughs> one day it will happen for me, Mac. One day. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championships. This one's a bit more interesting because we have the bar Cesaro and Sheamus going up against Braun Strowman and TBD. Um, it's going to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> no, probably not. But that, that would be kind of cool. Well, it's, it's good and it's bad because, hey – Hulk Hogan isn't racist. He run, he won the the lawsuit, right? Which proves he's not racist. I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the kind of dumb logic that they might use. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is this is a thing. The internet has had some speculation as to uh, as to who it's going to be as to, if, as to if he's going to have a partner. I was I was watching Monday. Uh, I, I watched damn near all of uh, of Raw on Monday because I wanted to prep. I wanted to be fresh for this pod, so I haven't watched all of Raw in God knows how long. And when Braun was like, you know, I'm going to go get my partner, and then he goes to the back, I'm like, oh my God, is he going to come up with, like, Groucho Marks like, glasses on? <laughs> and then that that like, would be great. And then he basically did, and I was just like, oh, that's great stuff. I, I mean, didn't. I haven't watched, man. I don't know. I, all right, I'm going to have to get that. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he basically came out, and, like, like he... He was like, my partner's in the back, and Cesaro and Sheamus were like, all right, bring him out now. And then he's like, all right, I'll go get him. And then he goes to the back, and then Braun comes out, and he basically had, like, Dudley Boy sunglasses on. and Or not sunglasses, just Dudley Boy frames on and a white T-shirt. <laughs> like, and then was just like, yeah, I'm Brain Strowman, Braun's brother, right? Braun and Brains, obviously. And, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. You know what this sounds like, man? This sounds like Abyss's gimmick in TNA and, like, fucking... That everybody hated? <laughs> well, it it, it could it was funny for the first bit. Yeah, I and mean, it could be good. <laughs> I mean, Braun's going over in this match, right? Because you're not having Braun lose his heat, but apparently for some reason you don't want him near the the the, the WWE title scene because you need uh, Roman Reigns there for the you know reasons not understood but, by me. Uh, yeah. But so Braun's going over, and you want that image of like him holding both the tag team title belts over both shoulders, right? Where he's like, I don't need a tag team partner and that whole thing. But I can't imagine you want to bury Cesaro and Sheamus after the work they've been putting in for you over the last few months as the tag team champions, right? That's why this is weird. That's why this is so, like, you're right. You're not trying to bury Strowman, obviously. So, but this is sort of a good, you could have The Rock come in. You could have someone else old-timey people still like. I don't know. Stone Cold hasn't been on in a while. Maybe he's got one good match left in him. Um, I, I, you know what, though? This one has that potential to break my heart if they really fuck up Cesaro and Sheamus because Cesaro and Sheamus have been just fucking fantastic. Yeah, they've been putting in work. So, like, I mean, they're going to lose this match. Braun is walking away with the tag team title belts. I don't know. Here are I what I believe to be the four most popular mystery partners for Braun Strowman, according to the good people of reddit and the internet um let me know how like on a scale let me get let me get a scale of one <laughs> to ten how excited you would be for these guys elias uh seven seven yeah like i i'd be because 
it would make sense to me because Elias, like I said, doesn't have a a match yet on this card. We don't all, you know, according to, uh, you know, we we don't know if he's going to be in that uh, battle royale as we mentioned. Um, there are no odds on this match, by the way, which is seems silly to me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so it, it would make sense to have the two most over guys on Raw just be the tag team champions, Elias and Braun, and they could do the whole like. We did. We you know we fought like we had that match where we were like hitting each other with guitars a week ago. So we don't really like each other, but we're forced to tag team because now we're the champions and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Another one is Big Cass. So and you just do the the twin towers thing, right? Yeah, and, that would work because they, they were and still bra- and like Big Cass's music hitting would would that be a pretty big pop? I think for yeah for WrestleMania. Um, Alexa Bliss is is one that has been fantasy booked by the internet the world over because of that mixed match challenge thing where that that's against policy. They don't do that, man. WWE is not a, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah, they don't let the, the men beat up the women anymore, but yeah, I know. So what, what they would do again, this is fantasy, but this is the, this is what the internet has fantasy booked was let's go back to what we mentioned earlier was Naya just squashes Alexa and then let's say Braun comes out and like throws her like as she's like unconscious there. Braun throws her over one shoulder and then carries her to the back. And then when it's time for Braun's match, <laughs> Braun again with Alexa Bliss over one shoulder and then just sets her down at the side of, of the you know sets her down at the side of the uh, uh, like on the apron and then wins the titles by himself. And then Alexa Bliss wakes up post match and it's like oh by the way you're now the Raw Tag Team Champion. And then Braun just has to go out there and, you know, fight everybody by himself. Because then you could, like, because that has the added thing. Again, this is purely fantasy booking. That has the added thing of you could have Nia Jax go over, which you want. And then you could still keep Alexa Bliss with a new title. And then she would just walk around being like, yeah, I'm the first ever women's tag team championship, even though, like, champion, even though she, you know, is doing nothing. And she can maintain that, like, that heel heat by just being like the smarmy champion of yeah it's all me even though i do nothing right again that's fantasy booking by the internet i i think elias should come out personally the last one people have talked about is and this i think is probably a bit of a stretch but um neville coming back yeah neville makes his return because he technically isn't he technically still under contract or some nonsense there were i've only heard the rumors you know that you know he it basically everyone can uh like agreed he left yeah and then it was rumors he's coming back he's in he's in he's in talks blah 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 um that would be really cool i didn't i did not think of that at all yeah that's, and I, I i like it yeah that's that's the that seems to be the favorite one of the internet right now because you could get neville to do the red arrow off of bronze shoulders right now would have oh. really, that would have a really cool look to it uh so yeah, that that's the most popular one on the internet. Uh, shit, you know what? Then you could still have Cesaro and Sheamus not look like shit. Right? Yeah, because if... like that's a tag team that you'd be like, okay, it's you know Neville and Braun. They do the like Biggie Smalls thing, and yeah, and it would just look cool. And Neville was always the reason he left was they they never put him over right on uh, like they they kept kind of burying him on on two hundred five live when. Uh, or at least that's what the rumors are, was that he was supposed to be the man on 205 Live, and then they had him lose to uh, to Enzo, who then coughed up his opportunity by being a not-so-nice guy, allegedly, on in real life. Yeah, I think the yeah. case against, against him... So, you know, to me, when I heard... Well, okay, 
talk, first talk about wrestling, then talk about trials. Yeah. Um, uh, Neville, yeah, I could. That was fucking dumb. And I know wrestling is fake, and it's got to be a story in this shit. But like, mm-hmm. when you when it's just like Neville, like, say you're not wrestlers. That guy's just like intimidating. He could totally beat the hell out of you. I don't care what you're doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and then yeah, to have a, a cheap sort of steal the title from him like that, I didn't like it. And even before that though, Neville would be he would be kind of losing, and you could tell in his matches. He is outworking people. He is better than people, and he's not really getting that recognition in the position that most people in that would get. Um, so anyway, so Neville, I would I would totally be happy with um, coming back and having a successful run in the Biggie Smalls thing. Enzo, when you hear that chick's account of what happened, you know, and, and you know Ooh, what, tiptoe lightly on this one, Mac. <laughs> well, it's just because. Maybe it's bad that I could like totally see that guy doing that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not great. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Let's not get sued. <laughs> it's, no, it's all right, all right, yeah. that's fair. That, but I just say it doesn't look good for him. Yeah, point taken though. It, like <laughs> at the very least, the WWE decided this guy's not worth our time, right? And and he had he was the champion, and I was digging what he was doing with his heel stuff. I always liked his. Shtick. I like the fact that the crowd completely turned on him and he kept doing it. I thought that that was great. And they had the thing where he was like, it, they were doing like the thing with him and Nia Jax. And I'm like, well, this is fun. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And then it just, they stopped in the middle of it because of nonsense. But uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, but we both agree Braun Strowman and somebody or possibly nobody are going over. Cause it might just be Braun Strowman wins it by himself. But I, 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 I don't want that. I don't want Strowman I, yeah. by himself. It just makes makes Cesaro and Sheamus look too shitty. Like yeah. even if he has, like just just somebody, come on. <laughs> yeah, something like somebody's got to come out because it, it it's it's also too important a spot to like to be Braun's partner in this. It's too important a spot to to kind of waste it. I think. Totally. All right, let's talk about the showcase matchups. First up, we got a pair of these are kind of the celebrity slash what like gimmicky the more gimmickier type of matches. The first up. Ronda Rousey makes her debut, and it's going to be Ronda and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I'm pretty sure we have odds on this one. Yeah, here we go. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle are five to one favorites in this match. So, like, more than five to one. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle are minus five thirty to win this match, and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are plus three fifty. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious how this ends. It's Ronda Rousey's first match. You have to win your first match. Ronda's going to pin Stephanie. That's how this match is going to... Or, or make her submit, right? With To an arm bar or some nonsense. And yeah, yeah. That's it. That's how this... Like, this match is pretty telegraphed. Because you can't have Ronda Rousey not, like, be the one to get the, the decision in her first match. It just would make her look so goddamn weak. Especially Good. after weeks of buildup. What are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey so far? Crowd, crowd was booing her on Monday. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that is a little unfair that she's getting heavy booed because I think she gets the spirit of pro wrestling. And I think that she – I think she understands the understands the game and understands the business. I'm being optimistic. But, you know, you grow up liking Roddy Piper and, and you become, you know, the guy's friend legitimately. Chances are you are going to. You're going to understand the personality side of it. Does she have that personality herself? I don't know. But even if you don't have 
even if you can't be Roddy Piper, you can be the guy around Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, the, she needs to kind of drop the Ronda, like the Ronda, the rowdy Ronda Rousey thing's not working for me because every time she comes out there, like, I mean, if you're just talking pure, if you're talking about the purely the greatest talkers of all time in the history of you know sports entertainment or whatever the heck you want to call it, um, Piper's on that list. Like, oh yeah, unequivocally is on that list. And then you give Ronda Rousey out there who's terrible on the mic seems to get slightly better every time she gets out there but is still not great you, you you start inviting those comparisons which isn't helping her one iota and also they like they've booked her really poorly like her coming out with the big jacket pointing at the wrestlemania sign looking all awkward they should uh. just like she should have been this like silent assassin because quite frankly in real life ronda rousey was never even when she was you know the baddest woman on the planet ufc woman's champion who couldn't be touched and used to beat everybody in like 13 seconds she was never a great interview like she just she she doesn't have the interview for the personality but she has the scowl of when i stare at you with my anger face it's like okay this woman will fuck up shit right yeah, so they should just let her go out there and just put people in arm bars and and act crazy and and be like, I might break this person's arm. I don't know. I I don't know. I think that's what they should do instead of putting her in this. I mean, they're they're really protecting her with this. They are. They're hoping for the best too. They're hoping that she comes yeah. around, you know, with more tutelage, and they they are protecting her because you know it's like you could say, oh, the big boys are doing the wrestling, but I mean, the big boys here are our our Steph, our Trips, our our Angle, yeah, but. Hold on a sec. Can Kurt Angle still do all kinds of shit? I thought he was pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, like I don't foresee him doing. It'll probably be like him and Triple H rolling around for a little bit when they're in the when they're in the ring. Like there's gonna be a lot of sleeper holds and a lot of crap like that, right? And then maybe like Kurt. I don't foresee Kurt Angle taking a pedigree in this because like even when you hear him talk on Monday Night Raw, it's a little bit sad, right? Like man, the concussions have taken their toll on that guy. It's so, I don't but, know. It's very upsetting I, to see. It is, but at least he's finally hung it up. You know, yeah. he looks he looks and sounds like a retired old warhorse, and fuck, yeah, at least he's doing that, not doing something worse, and still getting true. fucked up. Yeah, very true. Uh, Ron Ron Rousey goes over in this one. I just oh, there's it, no other way around it. Exactly, it's it's inevitable. It's how well do they do it? Do they make her look a little bit better, or mm-hmm. do they keep her kind of goofy and well, not. Uh, they keep her where she is right now, which is awkward. You yeah. know, and, and that, that's that's that problem. Is it, it, if she did get a bit more, see, I mean, she was kind of smiley coming down to the ring, and it's kind of like, so ne- so this is the, the intimidating person looking like yeah. this. She was way like, too excited, was the thing. She had that like childlike wonder of like, oh, this is so much fun, and, I'm, and it, yeah, it, it didn't help her look, which is why they just had her like pointing at the WrestleMania sign. It's just, ah, oh, god, it has not been a good start for for the Ronda Rousey bit. No, which is but strange because they're going to because they're they want her to be the one to like break Oscar's streak. Right. Is is the thing like let's like let's go ahead. Like let, let's do the Wayne's World thing right now, Mac. Like let's let's go ahead to 2019. Like you and I are recording Re- WrestleMania preview two for for 2019. Just just a segment for 2019. Here we go. I mean, you have to have Ronda go over Oscar, right? Like, she, she has to be the one to break this streak. Otherwise, what the fuck was the point? Because Ronda's become so good now, and she's hitting those fucking, uh, like, pump handle suplexes into uh, 
like the regal regal holds and you know oh. ex- exploders and stuff and and she's just gotten so much better yeah. and asuka you know is just she feels like she has to put over the next big thing yeah, to gracefully absolutely. end her run right now yeah oh it's it's so good and 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 she's come a long way since it, awkwardly pointing at the sign uh <laughs> also a year ago and scene <laughs> and now we're back in 2018 uh oh. The other gimmick match, uh, Daniel Bryan. This one actually rhymes. If you go, if you say, if you go, uh, Bryan and Shane versus Owens and Zayn. So we got we got ourselves a nice little rhyming scheme here on this one. Uh, the right. build up to the arguably probably the best build up of all the matches on this card, I would say, is this particular one. I don't think we have any internet odds for this one. We do not. Uh, this is the one where the internet uh, likes to predict a swerve in this, like maybe a heel turn by Daniel Bryan or or Shane McMahon in this one. Um, there aren't too many heel wins on this card. This has got to be one of them. Like Owens and Zayn have to win. Actually, I don't know. This is so weird because it's Bryan's first match back. Would you have him lose in his first? Like there, there has to be some sort of... It's, a loss isn't going to hurt him that much, though, because a loss can turn yeah. him into the into the big baby face again. True, yeah. It's, especially if Shane... Because a loss, some... like, a stupid loss is what created Daniel Bryan in the WWE, right? It was, oh, it was yeah. Sheamus kicking him in the face, right? Uh, it was So, I don't know. Like, Owens and Zayn have to win because they've got the stupid stipulation of they have to win in order to get rehired, right? So, there there has to be some sort of... You know they have they have to win under illicit circumstances. I guess would would be the would be the move. But uh, I'm hoping for an attitude era swerve where someone turns out to have a posse <laughs> that you never knew, or like uh, Daniel Bryan uh, yeah, takes like, a shirt off and it turns out he's aligned with Owens and Zayn yeah, somehow. Like, Daniel, for some like the internet is predicting <laughs> Daniel Bryan heel turn, which would t- well, like to me that would just be special, right? Because like the like. Like, Brian, like, just to check out to see, like, if Brian does something, would the crowd actually turn on him? Which I don't think they would whatsoever, even if he, you know, went to, to you know, jo- align with those two guys and was just a bad guy and was evil SmackDown commissioner. I oh, still, it, it, like, I still like, think the crowd would still be doing the yes chance and they would love it. And, and they'd be like, yeah, you be a bad guy, Daniel. We love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, would, it would still just be fine. It'd be like booing Elias or... Uh... It would be yeah. like when I when I saw a TNA and, and, and Scott Steiner was trying to get the crowd to boo him. Yeah. And, and, and they and, just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and even like it even yeah, like when 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 the heel has to resort to like insulting the local sports team and like so he because I remember Big Papa Pump one time insulted like the Cleveland Browns or, or like how the Cleveland Browns had left and they were like, Yeah, we hate that too <laughs> and stuff like that. It was just it, like it didn't even work. Oh god. Um <laughs> This should be a fun match of of the gimmicky or type like of the two gimmicky type matches. This is the one you're to look more forward to, I think. Women's title matches. First up, Alexa Bliss versus my baby mama, Nia Jax. <laughs> uh, I think we actually have odds on this, and yeah, Alexa Bliss is or sorry, Nia Jax is heavily favored in this. She's minus three ninety, which means basically Mac like she's basically a four to one favorite. Okay. And Alexa Bliss is plus two seventy. Um, you know, we, we we talked enough about how we would fantasy book this match, so we'll we'll try to keep this one a little quick. But I mean, I could see Alexa Bliss winning this. So of the fake wrestling matches that I would actually place money on, I think Alexa Bliss at plus two seventy might help 
because as we've mentioned previously, Nyad tends to not beat name opponents on pay-per-views. And they could, like, I don't know if they want to keep this going or not, right? Because it is a good spot for Alexa Bliss to keep more heat if she wins this match in some sort of cheaty fashion, right? If she if she just wins and then grabs her title and then books it out there and then, you know, Nia Jax and her are fighting again next night on Raw to keep it going. That, but, that would be that'd be disappointing for Mania. True, yeah. But, I mean, you've got to have the heels win some of the matches on Mania, right? Like, it can't all be hooray, well, it, hooray for everything, right? But it's got to be a grandiose. Also, <laughs> yeah, this could also be a two-minute squash match where Alexa Bliss gets absolutely no offense and Nia Jax just beats the crap out of her for two minutes and then does the thing where it's like, Samoan drop, and then it's one, two, and then, like, I could see Nia doing the old school thing of, like, like, like it's one, two, and then she purposely lifts up Alexa Bliss's shoulder so she can hit her with the finisher, like, a second time, and, like, and then pin her just to be like, I really want to beat you up pretty badly, so, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I would be all right with that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 it, like you said, it's not so much about who wins, it's does Nia get get some revenge? <laughs> is the thing, yeah, right. So if Nia gets her licks in, but then, because uh, you know they this it just to me depends whether or not they want to keep this particular storyline between these two going. So that this this match to me is completely at the mercy of of the creative team, right? And, and you know what? It's not a, it's not a no DQ match, which means uh, Mickey James could be there to help with some dirty shit. Yeah, you know, or Mickey James runs in later, you know. Yeah, and gets Alexa disqualified so she can keep the title, but but Alexa or Nia still squashes her and looks really strong on you know on WrestleMania stage sort of thing. It's yeah, th- this match is of of the matches on this card. I think like the writers are the ones who have to like who decide which way this one goes more than anything. Because like I think I think Mickey James is like part time. Like if <laughs> it'd be opportune if she wanted to take time off. Have Nikki mm-hmm. or sorry, have Nia destroy her, and then she's like, "Oh, she's injured. She has to go heal." You know? Yeah, do that thing where she's like, "I'm gonna take a couple months off and then come back." Yeah. yeah. SmackDown title: Oscar, your girl versus ah. Charlotte Flair. Uh, this has potential to be the greatest women's match of all time. I think just I, on paper. And I, I like these two the mm-hmm. same amount both. Yeah. Like Oscar As- came up a little later mm-hmm. and really impressed me, but I, I was like, they're both so like, good. Oh yeah, it's the first time I saw Charlotte Flair. It was the same um, level of impressment, and may- she might have. You know what? She did have even more of an initial impact, just she is, because she is big and intimidating, and definitely was shot out of Ric Flair's balls at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um... It's just it's just a spitting image. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah, she's she's so good. They're, they're both so good. I mean, Oscar goes over because that's just the way it has to be. Oscar has to keep her streak going. That way, when she finally loses it, someone also takes the woman's title from her, right? And it's this big, it's this big moment. Like it's an actual moment of like we mentioned earlier in our fake Ronda Rousey versus Oscar preview that like. Like what? Like her losing hat. Like Oscar losing has to be a big deal. It can't be just oh man, I lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. It has to be oh, I lost my streaks over and I lost my title. And yeah. Anyway, Oscar goes over. In, I, in I, I, 
Yeah, I'm almost certain because there's really there's no other logical way to cut it. I don't want Charlotte to get sort of gypped, but there's enough pictures. Oh no, no, like uh, Fl- Charlotte Flair is going to look strong in this match, and when she loses, it like it's going to be like like the way I foresee this ending is. I don't think Charlotte Flair is going to tap out to the Oscar lock. I think they're going to do the thing where like Charlotte like refuses to quit, but she just passes out to the Oscar lock, right? So that way she still looks strong of like, I'm not quitting. But then they do the thing where they lift the arm three times and she's out, you know, like I, I think that'll be it. And yeah. And to give you an indication, Oscar is a 10 to one favorite on, the, <laughs> on the, like she, she is minus 1050 right now. So that's <laughs> on, on, the, on friggin' five dimes right now. So Oscar's going over. It just doesn't make sense. Like storytelling wise, it makes absolutely no sense for her to not go over. Yeah, yeah, she's got to win. I just, yeah, and and I shouldn't be any kind of paranoid because you can drop Charlotte into umpteen other things and she'll oh, be yeah. fine. Yeah, she'll absolutely. Be. She'll she's so good. She'll find her way. Like like she she could be back on SmackDown the next day fighting fucking yeah Ruby. You know, yeah Ruby Riot or whatever. She'll be and she'll be fine. She'll be back at the top somewhere. And it feels like more that more like. It feels like they're really gonna do a shakeup too, right? Like, the, like doesn't it feel like uh, the Monday after WrestleMania they're gonna do the thing where it's like we're we're holding another draft or whatever? Because it seems like they need to swap guys on on both things, so you can put Charlotte back on Raw for and for whatever reason. Is that, is that the was that the time of the season when they always do it? I remember it being like hot and sticky and shitty listening to this on my phone listening to the draft probably yeah like i don't know but uh it usually happens after wrestlemania because wrestlemania is kind of the day when they they put a bow on all of the uh, you know they tie a nice little little bow oh yeah all the plot lines right so then you know what i'm thinking about i'm thinking about when they uh, they first brought the uh brand split like draft back in like 2015 or yeah that was a little awkward yeah. United States title match, SmackDown. We've got the champion Randy Orton going in against Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal for reasons, and Rusev, who was tacked onto the match uh, a couple days ago, pretty much. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because I, I think this will be the worst and most plotting match on the card. Uh, I'm just going to say I think Randy Orton goes over and retains, but they should give it to Rusev because he's the most over guy that SmackDown has with the Rusev Day stuff. Hmm, that would be great. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahal had his time and, and he wasn't that bad. Like I don't He wasn't as bad as they made as as he was made out to be, but that was not an enjoyable time, I'll say. Well Yeah, it was it was a business move, you know. They wanna mm-hmm. they want the fans in India. Um and he was and he's still he's still not bad and he still can be can look strong and look like a contender. Um, I just, I really don't want Orton because he's, he's had his time. We're 15 years deep with Randy Orton at this point. Like I, I'm I'm ready for Randy Orton to be like SmackDown GM, Randy Orton, who, when people piss him off, he hits him with the RKO out of nowhere. Right. But he's still got it though, is the thing, but it's just (sighs) Randy, Randy Orton matches are so slow and plotting until you get to the cool RKO. Like the build up to the cool RKO is, is well, not, it's not worth it these days, right? Orton Orton can have a fantastic match. I just don't think he's had like anything he really gives a shit about. Yeah, like, that, that he had a, might be his problem. I don't know. He had a match with uh, Rollins, 
Remember where he countered the uh, like the curb stomp into an RKO? Yeah. The, oh, that, yeah. That was like a couple of WrestleMania. And people call that the greatest reverse move in the history of wrestling. Like it I mean, was. Yeah. Like it was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, he can be in this as long as he doesn't steal the glory and this kind of thing. Like if he sort of hangs out in the corner and maybe gets a couple cheap RKOs in, I can deal with it. I want Rude versus Rusev to shine, and I don't really care who wins. Yeah, who goes over? Uh, probably not Rusev, and it's not—it's not because of what I want. It's just the way the company's been treating him and the the momentum he has. I don't think they're—I don't think they're ready to put it on him. I think he's ready to do it, but they're not ready to put it on him. So I'm saying Rude. Okay, you say Bobby Rude regains. Uh, there were odds for this. Randy Orton. Th- there were odds, but they don't have Rusev. Randy Orton's minus one hundred five to retain. Jinder Mahal plus one eighty five, and Bobby Roode three three ninety. So if you, if your boy Bobby Roode goes over, that might be a good bet there, uh, Mac. Huh. Little uh, little plus four to one. I like that. Uh, the IC title, The Miz versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. This has a potential to be a match of the night. Oh yeah. I mean, Shinsuke versus AJ Styles is obviously going to be the smart, uh, <laughs> the, the indie smart match of the night, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think Balor goes over in this one. Uh, uh, yeah, the, he's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. The Wrong. odds favorite too. He's minus one seventy uh, on this on this thing. Miz is plus two eighty to retain, and Rollins is plus three hundred. Um, I just think I, in this match, I think. Like, The Miz keeps talking about how he's close to being the longest-reigning IC champion of all time. I think that helps his heel heat with the crowd if he loses it and then, you know, blames everybody else, as The Miz is often to do. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think, it, like, just from a storytelling standpoint, doesn't it help Finn Balor the most to have the, the IC title? Because he's he, he never got a rematch for for the title he lost when he when he injured himself. So. Yeah, he he's the most due. It, yeah. it would help him the most. Rollins kind of he's at his time, you know, with And like with Rollins is the ex- Rollins is the exact same as like Charlotte Flair where he doesn't need the the IC title to help what to help him going forward, right? Like yeah. it, it just it's just he it, it's not something he needs. Like like Seth Rollins could lose this match and then be feuding with Roman Reigns over the title the next night, right? Like <laughs> right? Like like for for all we know. Um yeah, yeah, that's true. Just, it helps helps Finn the most. And I love the that they're coming out with the the OGBC T shirts. Have you seen those? OGBC. Oh, original OG Bullet Club. Yeah, they they have <laughs> yeah they have the T because they can't say Bullet Club, but they they have the T shirts that him and uh, oh friggin uh, Luke Gallows and and they and them they come out and they say they just big block letters OGBC and I'm just like that's fun stuff that <laughs> they put that on there. So, oh uh, yeah, I just looked at it now. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> shirt. Um, yeah, Finn Balor goes over uh, for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's really another way. It's got to be Finn. All right. The mentioned it earlier. The Smart World Heavyweight Title match is the WWE match between AJ Styles and the Royal Rumble Royal Rumble winner in English, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, let me find the odds on this one because there were definitely uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is minus four ten, so over a four to one favorite to be the next WWE champion. AJ Styles plus two ninety five. This could be an all time has the potential to be an all timer great match. 
Um, who do you think goes over? Uh, uh, you know, it, it has to be Shinsuke. There's unless there's there's you know shenanigans and it's mm-hmm. extreme. It's just extremely unlikely that it's not going to be Shinsuke. AJ is probably yeah. You know what? He is the best. So good. He's the best. That so they have. goddamn good. But that doesn't mean he's going to win because he because Shinsuke is the hottest and he's got the push and and Shinsuke is good enough to carry that and be a champion and should be a champion in in WWE. Um, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate. You look at Shinsuke who came over and and you know meteoric rise and look at uh, Hideo Hideo Itami. Yeah, you know a similar situation, but just hampered by one thing after another. It's mm-hmm. just just really too bad. And and Hideo was a guy who was a huge deal himself in Japan, right? So, yeah. but anyway, it's got to be Shinsuke because AJ Styles once again, he's not going to be hurt too bad. You'll just drop into something else, wind him up, and go. <laughs> yeah, like I could, I could see this is another thing where we we talked about them maybe doing brand split stuff. I could see Styles lose this match, which I agree. I think Shinsuke's going over because you just you got to see what he can do with it, right? Yeah. Uh, Shin, Shin, I think Shinsuke goes over, and then I could see Styles on Raw on Monday night and trying to ruin like the, uh, like like I could I could see friggin' uh, Finn Balor celebrating with the other guys in the OG Bullet Club, uh, you know, celebrating his Intercontinental Title win, and then AJ Styles comes out and he goes like, "What the fuck? I started the Bullet Club, right? You know, yeah. like, you know, like they do that whole thing, and then they and then all of a sudden it's Finn Balor versus Styles for the Intercontinental Title on Raw." type of thing that'd be fun uh but yeah Shin, or, uh, shinsuke goes over the universal title match featuring uh. brock lesnar versus roman reigns roman reigns i mean my god you thought that oscar was telegraphed <laughs> roman reigns is a 12 to 1 favorite to win this match uh minus 1200 brock lesnar plus 600 to retain and you um, know who we can blame? We can blame Dana White for fucking <laughs> Rain and Brock back in. Yeah, a little bit too. Yeah, um, <laughs> Reigns goes over. I, I don't. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, hence the minus twelve hundred online. Uh, Reigns goes over. I have two questions for you though, Mac. First okay. one is: Do you think this is the last match of the night? Oh shit! I guess we don't know. I'm looking at the card right now. It doesn't really. It's not indicative of the order, Ed. No. Okay. Uh, hold on a minute. Are we supposed to get an Undertaker match in here somewhere? Well, we're gonna get to that. that okay. We're gonna get to that next. Yeah. That'll be the that'll be the thing we we go out on. I think. Okay. Um. Then no, this probably won't be the last match if there is an Undertaker match. Um. And also, since I don't think they're too pleased with Lesnar, so they're not going to give him that that spot they're gonna have <coughs> excuse me roman reigns baby face hulk up win which is bad it only is gonna hurt reigns and make people dislike him even more because roman reigns doesn't deserve the dislike his bad booking has earned him no like, reigns, the guy can go a little bit in the ring right it's it's he, it's all booking and the character with him i completely he's, agree. he's big enough athletic enough good enough and if he wasn't, you know, trying to talk against fucking John Cena, he could have done a decent promo, right? Yeah. I mean, he can do a de- he can do decent enough work when he's when he's in the right, you know, promo scenario. Brock Lesnar can't promote his way out of a fucking b- wet paper bag, so Roman cutting into him 
is helping Roman's case. But just don't just uh, I know I know you just it, the predictability is what's going to hurt Roman Reigns and just is going to make people dislike him more. So if they do it, because we know they're we all know they're going to do it. The only hope for uh, <laughs> the hope for us wrestling fans is that quickly after Roman is in a feud, he doesn't have to drop right away, but he has to be strong, contended right away, and not look fucking immortal right away. Yeah, I well, I think they were heading this way a bit last year, and then for whatever reason, never pulled the trigger on it. But like, if you let if Roman's sorry, if you when Roman's wins this title, if he holds the belt for like six months. Really let him build up that like that hate with the fans, which I again WWE still sees him as the golden boy, and, and it might just be Vince who just purely sees him as the golden boy. But you'd want him to go like six months with the title, give Strowman enough time to finish whatever he's doing with the tag team titles, and then have Strowman versus Reigns at SummerSlam, and have Strowman go over to like a huge crowd pop, right? That would be cool. I'd be yeah. all right with that. I mean, and it's not that I hate Reigns. It's it, and well, I know most of the people it's, probably do. <laughs> it's the char- it's just it's it has nothing to do with like the actual performer Roman Reigns. It's just the character fucking blows. That's all it is, right? Like, yeah. The character oh, yeah. in the booking is as just just blows. There's there's no way around it. It's boring as watching fucking paint dry, and as predictable as that is as that too. You know. Yeah, I can't imagine this is the last match of the night though. With with. Uh, I, like I can't imagine they'll let. Well, like here, which brings me. I actually have three questions, which brings me to my second question. If this is not the last match of the night, do you think it goes on before or after Styles and Shinsuke? Um, I think this will be after. This will be I, the sec yeah. the second last match. Of the I night. think it will, but they have to cushion it with something else, right? Like, there's got to be like. A woman's match in between there, I think, or, or something, right? You can't have Styles and Nakamura go out there, tear the roof off the joint, and then have a plotting Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns match. Which brings me to my third question: How long do you think they get Lesnar and Reigns? If they're smart, not that much. And you know what? I am I'm being opti- well, not cautiously. I'm being very optimistic here. I think they learned their lesson with Lesnar matches, which is don't do it long. You know. Lesnar and Joe, pretty good. Lesnar and Goldberg, uh, you know, I guess they're, I guess the third Lesnar and Goldberg there. Well, even and the second, both pretty short, both very good. Do your heavy power moves and cut and just see who wins. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I completely agree. And, and like one of the big moments is going to be because they've really protected Brock's F five. Uh, Roman will probably there'll probably be a moment where Roman kicks out of the F5 in this match, right? And that's going to be a uh, like a paradigm shift. I don't know the F5 doesn't just automatically kill everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so Reigns goes over is the official prediction. I'm 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 gonna bet the minus twelve that the minus twelve hundred that Reigns goes over. Uh, you'd have to parlay that with a few other things though, but that seems like the most obvious. Like if you could parlay Reigns with Oscar. Which storytelling wise just seemed like the most obvious thing, which is you know means the WWE might try to swerve us at some point. Like Oscar loses to Charlotte Flair, goes back to Raw with her tail between her legs. How fucking terrible would that be? Oh, that's... oh god, that'd be terrible booking. And... That that that'd be like the friggin' uh, that big basketball job that just went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, 
All right, so not technically on the card, again, at least according to the good people of Wikipedia, is this Undertaker versus John Cena thing, which has been ter- uh, terrible to say, to say the least again about the blue. I have so why? yeah, I have so many problems with this. Um, it has to be Vince being like, "Oh, John isn't fought Undertaker." Everyone's fought on it. Why hasn't John yet? Yeah. Put John on this card. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, it's just John has no spot on this card, and you can't put John on a WrestleMania card and have him lose, really, even though, like, he, I mean, he has lost on, on WrestleManias before, but they're, they're few and far between. But to me, the thing that really fucks this up is if Taker does come back, it really, really diminishes that Reigns-Taker match from last year. Because that Reigns-Taker match, uh, to put it lightly, Mac, was shit. Oh, yeah. It was, it was colossal it shit. It was colossal shit. But you at least had the moment of the Undertaker taking his gear off and, like, folding it neatly in the ring. And then walking away and the crowd just going, like, we love you, man. We love you so much. Thanks for everything, right? Like, there was that, oh. that really great pure moment that had, like, nothing to do with 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 the actual storytelling that was going on it was just so much respect for the man and what he sacrificed to accomplish etc 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 all that great stuff to then basically shit on that by having him come out there again with new hips and oh. fight john cena ah oh, man i just i don't someone's got to tell him don't do a brett Favre, man yeah, like, it'd like be, don't it'd do be a Brett Favre or a Bret Hart. Like, just ignore all Brett stuff, right? Because, like, man, <laughs> like when Brett came back and it was just like, yeah, this is cool, it's finally happening. But then you see that like Brett can barely fucking move and stuff, and it's just like, oh man. And I mean, I mean, if he wants to do it, I'm, I'm not gonna begrudge the man for for doing it. I just, I just think he he <sighs> hurts his legacy. But I mean, it would be the like the like the, in a. In a WrestleMania that has potential for a lot of big pops, the lights going out and then the gong going off could be the biggest of the night, though, right? Like, uh, like that said, when that happens, I will still be like, that'll take me back to being like 12 year old Matt, right? It'll be like, oh my god, The Undertaker's there and he's going to beat up John Cena, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's, yeah it's, that is. It's a total love hate thing. I think it's 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 a total it's 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 just like there's there's so much that can go right and like I see the reasons to do it, but I also I like yeah like I, I, I there's reasons to do it and there's reasons to not do it and that's what makes it polarizing. The big thing that like you know everybody because like you can't have a WrestleMania without predicting a CM Punk return. <laughs> it, it like if if Cena called out somebody and then the lights went out and then. The gong played and the crowd went nuts, and then it was just CM Punk standing there in the gear that the Undertaker left in the ring last year, like he stole it when nobody was looking. Okay, was, was some that the internet have been predicting, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's a bridge too far for me. But uh, oh yeah, if we're going down Bizarro World, then yeah. it's the gong hits and John Cena respectfully inducts Undertaker into Hall into of the Fame. Into the Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> like, like the gong goes out, like, Chauncey's in the middle of the ring, and all of a sudden there's just a podium there. <laughs> right? Exactly, it's, it's yeah. Like, Welcome to the Hall of Fame, big fella. <laughs> right? like, that... Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh, God. Really weird. Anyway, this was fun. I, Absolutely. Uh, I, really, I really enjoyed this, talking. I don't, I don't know how deep we're going to get into the wrestling going forward. 
But uh, th this, I had a hell of a time doing this. This is great. Uh, maybe maybe we'll at the very least make this a yearly tradition where you and I come on and, and predict WrestleMania for for funsies. And uh, if CM Punk does come back, we, we will do a follow up <laughs> next well, week. We'll do we'll do like a quick a quick twenty minute hitter where I just go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It'll just, it'll basically be that and the sound of me like slapping myself in the head with a fucking dead fish trying to see if I'm still alive. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I need some smelling salts. This isn't real life, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, like, I think he'll come back one day because I'm still of the mind that, like, if like if fucking Bret Hart can come back even for that shitty thing that we, you know, kind of shat on earlier, anybody can uh, come back. It's, anybody can come back. It's it's, it's just the but I don't Vince Russo, or not Vince Russo, sorry, uh, friggin' Oh my god, Eric Bischoff walked out on Monday Night Raw. So anything, yeah. is, anything is fucking possible, Mac. Anything is fucking possible, because nobody tried to destroy Vince McMahon's livelihood more than Eric Bischoff, and they still buried the hatchet for they, sto for storytelling purposes, right? So They did, but but watch uh, Bischoff's uh, DVD on the network if you ever get a chance. Okay. Or, or see if you can get it. It's the one that's about him, not about WCW. Obviously, there's a bit of overlap there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... It, it 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 reveals a lot and reveals that yeah, Bischoff's doing what he's doing for business, and he even said about himself he's like I'm not a wrestling guy. Mm -hmm. Vince is a wrestling guy. Yeah. So if I'm gonna surrender this stuff, you know what? I'm beat. I I held up my hand. I did what I had to do for you know for business. But anyway, I'll get into it. It's a good watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Punk is a fucking mean, vindictive person. I don't dislike him, but Punk's not yeah. the type. He is to... a guy who sticks to his guns. Yeah, exactly. And if he's like, "No, fuck you, I hate you," I don't think his opinion's ever going to change. Yeah. <laughs> you may be right. Like, obviously, I don't know the guy personally, but you know, time does heal all wounds, Mac. And eventually, people well, are just like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> you, you, well, you are right. Like, yeah. you know, bringing up Brett in that situation—that's that that one. Yeah, that holds some water. You it's know, like, motherfucker's brother died in that scenario, right? So. Yeah, really yeah, bad. yeah. That's really uh, that's the that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, bad one. Terrible way to go out in the podcast. Bad cut podcasting by me. So, sorry, man. And it's all good. That's my that's all my fault. That's that one's on me. Anyway, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Empire Six, M P E A R C E and the number six. I'm still working in the change in my Twitter account, but uh, I'm extremely lazy, so there's that that's uh, holding us back. Um we're gonna spin another promo for the good for uh, Justin and Nick over at the Epic Film guys who are setting us up for the live stream for the Cures. We attempt to raise money for cancer. A lot of the indie podcasts are doing that in May, so there'll be a promo at the end of this. And right after that, I will leave you with what I consider to be the greatest wrestling theme of all time. So wait for that after we spin the promo, Mac. Thanks for doing this, big shoots, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you some other time on the Crossover Podcast. Sounds good, man. Give me a dangle. Take care. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. 
Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference.